You're tuned into the Self-Love Podcast by Love Madden with Madden Achete Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us weekly for a dose of good healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Happy 2023. Yes, Lord. 2023. I'm glad we took some time easing back into this season. Yeah. Although I will say, which I say every episode on every season, the time is flying. Yes, indeed. It really, really is. Because we, you know, initially we typically come back like in February, but I just, I just needed a little bit more time this year. Well, and it's fine. The people wasn't missing us. I mean, they have other ways to engage with us. I think the people. I mean, they do miss the podcast because they, miss, they like, miss the podcast. Us, yeah, and all that they get from it. But, but yeah. yeah, we're scooting right into the spring, people. It's crazy. Mm. How have you been? Hmm. That's a that's a good question. How have I been? It's been so long since we've gathered together. In this form, mm-hmm. um, I've been overall pretty good. I've had some up and down moments, but mm-hmm. overall, I-, I can't complain. How about you? Yeah, I-, I would say over the course of the last few months, it's been some ups and downs, but I think more ups than downs because I'm still here. So today in particular, I'm, I feel like I'm hanging on by thread because I, w- I had just gotten over not feeling well. Yeah. And so I'm dragging a little bit, but overall, I'm doing good. Well, that's good. Glad to hear it. Yeah. All right. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) What are you uh, loving or leaving this week? You know, as much as things change, a lot of things stay the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was struggling to figure out what it was (laughs) that I was going to say today. So was I. However... Right before we uh, joined this call, I had the opportunity to join this uh, like women's coffee chat that my job started to host. Hmm. And you know what? I was like, I really love, you know, women's empowerment was a big like buzzword years ago. Hmm. And although at some points I felt like there was like a little bit of toxic empowerment in that whole movement, I think a lot of girl good came out of that because Wait, what's I, toxic empowerment? You I know, just made I, that up. Oh, I was gonna say you know, I, hate <laughs> I hate the word empowerment. So toxic, like po- positivity. So I just okay. put toxic in front of empowerment because you know it was a, a period where people were like, like saying they were building women up and coming together in the spirit oh. of like uplifting, but then their actions were going like totally against Again. that so i'm okay. calling that toxic, toxic. Okay. empowerment mm-hmm. um but it was just really good to uh get the energy that these women were bringing from all different ages and stages of life and it's really just an open forum where women can come and bring anything that they're dealing with and there was this young woman who i actually work with who's about to turn 30 and she raised the issue that she feels like 
she's turning 30 in two days and she just spills blah about it. But she, Mm. you know, knows that there's things that she should have accomplished by now. And it just like reminded me of all of the the pressure that Mm -hmm. I think society places on ages and stages of life. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I've learned over the 41 plus years that I've been on this life earth. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I probably only learned this in the last like 10 <laughs> or 15. <laughs> but we all have our own race. And, you know, people were on there saying, oh, the, the 30s were the best time of my life. And oh, it's going to be great when you turn 40 and this and that. And I'm like, you don't know. To that. each his own. To each his yeah. own. Mm-hmm. That's real. So, I love the fact that everybody was like pouring into her and telling her, you know, to just be good with where she is and embrace life and all these things. So I'm just on like a women's like energy high right now, but I will say y'all it's okay to be where you are and to experience life the way that God has intended. That is one thing that I'm learning. Hmm. Be where you are. That's it. Be where you are is the word. (sighs) Be where you are and be where God has you because we think we want to be somewhere and God is like, Girl, sit it on down. Yeah. And then sometimes we spend so much time thinking about where we were or, you know, about where we want to go that we mm-hmm. miss where we are mm-hmm. and we can't, you you can't get it back. Mm-mm. So, yeah. You can get it back. All right. Well, what are you loving or leaving this week? I have a love it. I am loving, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong because I've never heard it pronounced, but it's Laneige Lip Mask. L-A-N-E-I-G-E. It's probably French. I figured the end sounds, it looks like beige. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking age, lineage, but I don't know, maybe not. Um, It's like a lip mask that you can wear overnight. And I've had it for a couple of years. Actually, a friend bought it for me as a gift a few years ago. And it was like, I missed a bunch of stuff. I was using it. Then I had like stopped. I wasn't using it at night. Mm -hmm. Um, I've started using it as a lip balm during the day and I love it. So I have it like um, in my little bath vanity with my morning like face wash and Mm -hmm. moisturizer. And I'll just put the mask on during the day in the winter months. Mm -hmm. And um, I love it. It's keeping my lips healthy and moisturized and not cracking and peeling and doing all the wintry things. My hands, on the other hand, um, if anybody has any advice for my hands, they look like what they've been through. (laughs) And I feel like with me, you know, doing all this boxing and packaging, Mm -hmm. it's just been even rougher on my hands. Mm -hmm. And um, we ordered gloves for the team for like our big packing days. But Mm -hmm. even just like handling shipping boxes and cardboard, That with the winter, I mean, I got a cut, I got a gash on the back of my hand. It's just Dang. like, my, I, I don't keep my nails done. Yeah. I have the been, grind before the glow up, girl. The, the grind <laughs> before the glow up. I have been using, I think this was my love it at the end of last year, my little nail like strengthener oh, on my natural mm-hmm. nails. And so that's been helping like with vitamins, but like my skin itself has been so dry. So yeah, if anyone has any recommendations that are along the order of the Laneige lip mask, but mm-hmm. for hands, mm-hmm. let me know. So I can't, re- I think it's O'Keefe's. Healthy hands. They also have it for feet. That thick thick ass cream. Yes. Have Have you you tried tried it? it? I did try it years ago. 
and it was too thick for me. Like I couldn't. It was too thick back in the day. Where your hands are now, (laughs) it might be perfect. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I'll circle back. It's like for hard working man. This is on the box. (laughs) That is you. You are now the hard working man. Okay. Between the pandemic, the hand sanitizer, and you packing these boxes. My hands are so dry. And I never I never had like eczema before. And I think part of that is what this is. I changed hand soaps and it's just still like my skin is so dry. All right, maybe I'll circle back. And maybe <laughs> what I need to do is do it at night. Because yes. I can't have that thick yes. ass cream and then be trying to handle stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Right. Get you some um paraffin mitts. Yes. And put you, put you <laughs> yeah. on these healthy hands and go to bed. All right. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> Wait, let me tell you about a fail and then we can get into the episode. So mm-hmm. I was in charge of providing gift bags for or items for gift bags for this Valentine's Day event at church. Mm-hmm. And so I saw these really nice uh, four packs of lotion at mm-hmm. Home Goods. Mm-hmm. They had nice scents. They, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, this is going to be nice. Four for six ninety nine, great price point. That right there should have told you everything you needed to know. But it was at Home Goods, so I felt like it was a better quality, but just at Home Good prices. prices. Okay, okay. However, <laughs> comma, <laughs> I am slightly embarrassed. It was watery. So when I got home after the event, I tried the one that was in my own gift bag. Horrible. <laughs> So the 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 packaging gave thick and creamy and smelled good. The product gave Jergens. And honestly, I think my scent was like jasmine vanilla. Oh god. And when I tell you, when I put it on my hands, I felt like it's it smelled like vanilla feet. <laughs> Y'all, I am so embarrassed. I hope I hope it was only my scent, like the jazz one that was bad. Because oh my god, the people are frying me. You are frying me. Oh my goodness. Not jasmine feet. You said vanilla feet. I can't take it. That is too funny. That's why we got to try before we buy, y'all. That's another thing that I'm learning just with the business. Like I need to try and sample all of these items. We cannot be putting anything out because we think it's cute or it has a high sell through or whatever. Like we need, we use all of these, every last mass product scrub, because what I've learned too, is that things that sell well in other demographics may not work best for our skin. So I need to know, you know, is this going to work on my man hands? (laughs) Otherwise I'm not selling it. Girl. <laughs> well, let that be a lesson to us all. Yes. All right. So we are back continuing our series that we started um, at the end of last year. It is a two-part series. Um, it was 13 episodes that we did in the last season and 13 episodes that we'll be doing in this season on the weekly word. We ended last season on the letter M and the word was mindful. So we're picking up right where we left off. We're not even doing like an intro episode or anything. This was our catch up. We're going to jump right in with the next letter, which is the letter N. And our word of the week is nurture. Um, 
which is a little bit about what we've been talking about, right? Like nurturing, caring for ourselves, self-care. But in Mm -hmm. today's context, we're going to talk about the importance of nurturing relationships. So um, I wrote about this as always on the blog at lovemadden.com. But here's what I had to say about it there if you haven't had a chance to read the weekly word for nurture. Things grow when we nurture them. Relationships are no different. They flourish and are fruitful when tended to and nourished. Our most important relationship, that with our creator, gives us insight into how to nurture our relationships with ourselves and with others. The same key tenets can be applied. And as with many aspects of our healing journey, nurturing begins with love. I have four L's for y'all today. Y'all know I love alliteration um, that are focused on the four principles or tenets of nurturing. The first is love. With God, our love is illustrated through adoration and worship, not just for what God has done, but for who God is. Using this as a blueprint for our relationships with ourselves and others, we should practice loving without conditions or qualifiers. We should show up with empathy and compassion in every season, loving ourselves and others simply just for being. Proverbs 17.17 says, a friend loves at all times. The second L is listen. Whether through scripture, prayer, messengers, or even visions and dreams, hearing from God first requires our attention. It calls for us to dedicate quiet time, be free from distraction, open and reflective. Likewise, we should listen to understand one another rather than to respond to one another. Dedicate quiet time with yourself or those whom you love. Be free from distraction, open and reflective. Proverbs 18.13 reminds us that if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his foolishness and shame. The third L is to learn. In order to grow deeper in relationship with God, we are to study God's word. This helps us to draw nearer to him through understanding, but it also helps to clarify our gifts and inform how we should serve him. Just like we study God, we should make time to learn and unpack our own experiences, inclinations, and proclivities in order to better understand how to best serve ourselves and others. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And finally, the last L is to live out. Once we understand our gifts and have processed our lived experiences and the stories of others, we can further develop our relationships through our actions, growing and nurturing our relationships through what we do and how we live. Luke 6.13 says, as you wish that others would do to you, so do unto them. Love, Madden. And with that, it's time to dig dig in. in. Yummy. All right, Maddie. Well, you just gave us a, a really good, I think, outline of um, the tenets mm-hmm. of what it means to nurture. But mm-hmm. what does it mean to you and how do you practice it in your everyday life? Um, I would say to care for. And so these are these have just outlined some ways that we can care for mm-hmm. um, ourselves, care for others, uh, our relationship with God. But it takes tending it takes practice. Um, it makes me think of my friend Lara and her mm-hmm. brand, Cultivate What Matters. She talks about tending a garden mm-hmm. and little by little how progress adds up and how you might start with a little seed and you don't get to a big tree and fruit overnight, right? It takes tending over time. And that's what nurturing is, whether it's a seed, a garden, a plant, 
a kid, a pet, the same sort of nurturing that we would put into caring for, um, you know, someone who's under our care, that's the same sort of nurturing that we should put into our relationships. Yeah. I'll just follow that up because I agree with everything. It's being intentional about those acts. And like you said, if you're tending to a garden, there are, you know, times um, throughout the season where you're supposed to do certain things to make sure that the garden is able to thrive and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same in our lives. Of course, we need to be nurturing ourselves daily, Mm -hmm. right? But then there are certain times in our lives where we need to shed, release, Mm -hmm. cut off the weeds or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things. If we just stay with the um, garden analogy, water, uh, you know, we need to do those things in our lives and in the lives of others. Um, And I think one thing, you know, I I think I do a pretty good job, not perfect, with like nurturing myself, like Mm -hmm. pouring into myself. But I definitely want, you know, to Today, I think I'm going to talk about the angle of nurturing my relationships Mm -hmm. um, because there are some that I, you know, nurture more than others. Mm -hmm. Um, But the ones that I'm not nurturing need some nurturing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's important to to do that and to really understand why I might not be nurturing those relationships. I think so, too. That's what I was Mm -hmm. thinking about, like, for today's episode. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm doing the best job of nurturing myself. I think Mm -hmm. I have been and... Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm losing some of that, and so mm-hmm. I do need to get back on track. But mm-hmm. I feel like in my friendships, mm-hmm. I would like to create the space and the room mm-hmm. for my friends to nurture the relationships because mm-hmm. I feel the other side of it. I feel like I spend a lot of time checking on nurturing. people, you know, helping people, pouring into people, some closer than others. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'll, I'll tell Tanil from time to time, like I, I feel really drained by that, but it's not always reciprocated. And so mm-hmm. my sort of aha is like, am I creating space for that? Like if I fall back, is anybody going to check on me? I don't know. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> if anybody's Y'all, listening. I'm just saying, honestly, I'm being real because I have the same Oh thought. my God. I don't have the exact same thought, but there's one relationship that I'm thinking about in particular mm-hmm. where I feel like, okay, do I need to be doing more to nurture this relationship or is does the person need to be doing more or do we need to be doing things together? Who takes that first step? Yeah. It, there's just like a lot of uh, things with that. Like you yeah. have to check your ego. Like is it, right. is it ego? Like I'm not nourishing, nurturing this because... They need this to person. do this. Yeah, yeah, like it gets complicated. It gets complicated. And I think there's like, <clears throat> there are boundaries, right? Like when mm-hmm. you were using the garden analogy, we were talking about pruning. So there are mm-hmm. some seasons where there are things that we need to prune and we need to create some boundaries, but we, we shouldn't be pruning everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like there might be some relationships that are, that are not fruitful in this season that we need to create boundaries around and step away from. But it shouldn't be all. If you're looking around and there's nobody there. <laughs> Time to do a check-in. Time to do a check-in. And I'll just say, we've talked about this before. You don't have to, you know, for the people who are you're letting into your, let's say, quote-unquote garden, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be 10, 15 people. If you have two, three, five, whatever is the comfortable number for you, Mm -hmm. 
nurture those relationships and and embrace those. And I just don't want people to feel like you have to have like so many these flourishing relationships. Flourishing relationships. Another point to that is the oldest relationship. Like sometimes people think that they have like seniority, so you should be like nurturing certain relationships with certain people. Just because somebody's been around for a long time doesn't mean that they're you know. The, the greatest friend or the mm-hmm. right friend for the season. Mm-hmm. You might have a new friend that you made at a at a at work at a sorority mm-hmm. meeting on Instagram wherever who right. is somebody who is right on time for the right. season or you might be right on time for them. Yeah. And it's okay if you're spending more time hanging out with that girlfriend or yeah. getting to know, you know, a guy or whatever mm-hmm. than friends that not to say abandon your friends, but right. it is okay to put time into getting to know new people. That's yes. how we grow new yes. relationships. Yes. Yes. That's how we expand our thinking and our perspectives. Um, you know, different people give us different lenses. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to to check on our friends that we've had for years and years and, you know, to the extent that it makes sense to continue to pour into those relationships, but not if we're in a out place out of obligation, if we're in a place like Tanil said, where I can't cultivate 10 or 12 relationships, we don't automatically say, well, I'm just going to pour everything into this person, even though they're not reciprocating, where there might be a perfectly great friend who's asked you out for coffee that you haven't met up with because you don't feel like you have the bandwidth. So mm-hmm. maybe just kind of considering who is around you and what you can be putting sort of your limited time and resources into. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, all right. What role has practicing? So I, I'm actually going to shift this a little bit. Okay. Because um, I think we're taking the 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 avenue in just this specific conversation about mm-hmm. nurturing your relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. So I want to just ask you, what role has practicing nurturing other nurturing your relationships with other people mm-hmm. played in your journey to healing? Hmm. Um, a lot of times we think about, you know, we hear this example of talk to yourself like you would talk to somebody Mm -hmm. that you love. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's been, um, a good mirror to Mm -hmm. see how I treat and show up for and support and love on others in my own healing to say, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that to Tennille if she fell Mm -hmm. off or Mm -hmm. you wouldn't treat your sister like that if she needed some support, but you might not be as kind or loving or nurturing to yourself. Mm -hmm. And so for me, cultivating relationships with other people, being a support system for other people has shown me that I can be softer and kinder and gentler with myself. And I have very recently decided that I do not believe in tough love. Like Mm -hmm. I just don't believe in it. I think I did at one point because I thought that there was like, I don't know, some, some balance there. And I don't love is soft and it Mm. is, and it is warm and it is nurturing and nourishing and it doesn't have to be hard. There are a lot of other hard and tough things that we can, that, that there are good, good can come from tough and good can Mm -hmm. come from hard, Mm -hmm. but love doesn't have to be tough. And so, um, that's something I learned through relationships, the same softness and support and patience and kindness that I can show up for, for others who are in a hard way. I can do that for me too in my, in my own healing journey. That's good. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, um, it it's similar, that mirror. So looking at the way that I nurture and pour into others has taught me a lot about how to navigate 
certain seasons of my life. It's taught me relational lessons that I I think um, there were areas that were hardened in my own life based on experience and trauma and just, you know, pouring out to someone else or nurturing that in someone else has helped soften some of those hard areas um, that I have, you know, built up over time. Mm-hmm. So um, it go, it, it's, it's similar. It's like, you know, you, I'm offering myself more grace, more empathy, compassion, mm-hmm. because I'm pouring it out to someone else and seeing the benefit that they're experiencing, but then allowing that to reciprocate back towards mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to become a little less hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it, it has helped me heal some of the areas that um, sometimes I didn't even know yeah. I, I needed to have healed. Mm-hmm. Um, it has softened those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, do you have any advice or key takeaways for someone who struggles with nurturing themselves and or others? So I would go back to my same order that I talk about here, which is God, self, others. And so I would first begin with nurturing your relationship with your creator, Mm -hmm. spending intentional quiet time, um, loving, listening to, learning from, and living out a relationship with your creator, whatever that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Then I would try to apply those same principles to self. So if you're spending some quiet time with God in the morning and you know, you're praising God or reading God's word or talking to God, then I would spend some quiet time with yourself you know, at at some time during the day, just thinking about your own experiences, praising yourself, affirming yourself, loving on yourself, listening to yourself, um, downloading, you know, what you've been through in the days prior, Mm -hmm. just kind of nurturing a relationship, being in conversation with yourself, um, and then practice those things with others. And what I've done and what most of us probably I would venture to think do is to do what we've just been talking about, you know, focus on others and then mm-hmm. use that as an example of how we are to love and treat ourselves. And mm-hmm. it really should be the other way around. It really mm-hmm. should be focused on loving and nurturing our relationship with ourselves first. What does a relationship with yourself even look like? You know, before you say, oh, I want this man to take me out on a date or do this for me or do that for me or say this to me, uh, do we do it for ourselves? Mm. You know, and is it is it even fair to expect that from someone, whether it's a man or even a friend? Like, oh, she didn't check on me, or this person didn't. Are you checking up on yourself? Are you caring for yourself? Are you are you you know taking care of yourself? So, I think order matters. Yeah, no, that that's good, and that's something that I've realized a little bit uh, lately as I've you know we. During that like December, January period, all of us are very like reflective. And mm-hmm. um, I started thinking like, am I the person that I am asking or desiring or praying show up for me? Whether mm-hmm. that's a man, a, you know, a woman, whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer to that- As in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. As so in a man. A, yes, yeah. Yes. Okay. Just so thank you for making it clear. Clarify for the people. Because, yes, the people will be like, what? <laughs> like, she went from I'm open to white to I'm open to women. You know, people. <laughs> yes. No. Okay. So let me clarify. <laughs> man in a romantic relationship. Right. 
and men or and or women in, in a, like friendship, right? Mm-hmm. In a platonic friendship, mm-hmm. yes. So there, there's that distinction. But yes, it's like I have started to understand that some of the ways that I'm showing up is not what I'm expecting, requiring, asking for, desiring of other people. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, you need to, to nurture, be, do. And I actually started thinking about, about this around Valentine's Day. Like I treat myself amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and look, it, not all the time. So, but I'm just saying like, I, you know, take myself out. I do mm-hmm. all of these things. I am not looking for the bare minimum. I don't, I don't even give myself the bare minimum in a lot of cases. So I need to be, I'm not looking for anybody who's going to give me the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And that's just that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, yeah, it's about kind of like getting it in the right order, getting it in the right order, mm-hmm. doing what you, practicing, it. practicing what you want for on yourself mm-hmm. and then expecting those things from other people. And if you're not getting them from other people, and that's when you need to do some pruning, releasing, mm-hmm. all of the other things. And considering it holistically. Like when we mm-hmm. say, oh, I treat myself wonderful because I get pedicures or I'll mm-hmm. take myself out mm-hmm. for a glass of rosé or whatever. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. those things are nice. Those things are nice in our relationship with ourselves. And those things are nice in romantic relationships mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. relationships with friends. Mm-hmm. But in at the, at the deeper level, mm-hmm. are we treating ourselves so wonderfully? Are we... You know, we have this accountability group we created around tidying up our space. It's mm-hmm. like a, a group of our of us, you know, are like parts of our home have gotten so out of control of not, you know, being tidied up because we're prioritizing put every putting mm-hmm. everything else above taking care of ourselves. Tidying up your space is taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Cooking and eating nourishing foods is taking care of ourselves. Drinking mm-hmm. enough glasses of water a day is taking care of ourselves, is treating ourselves well, speaking kind words, getting enough rest, having the right sleep schedule, not scrolling all night. All of these things are taking care of ourselves. So yeah. sure, I can take myself out to a nice lavish dinner mm-hmm. and a man could take me out to a nice lavish dinner, but if he's putting me down or talking to me any kind of way that's- or not loving on me, then he can keep his dinner. And so that's yeah. the same thing with ourselves. Like, sure, yeah. I can go out and purchase a purse and make it a band-aid because mm-hmm. I got this nice job. And so, oh, I went out and mm-hmm. bought this nice car. But do I talk to myself nice? Mm. You know? So I think that's, that's where it has to begin. Like, how do we, when and when you peel back everything else, how are we really treating ourselves? And when mm-hmm. we talk about this soft life experience, what 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 does softness really mean? Like, is this is the soft life you waking up rushing hating your job jumping on all these calls or whatever but then you go on vacation once every how many ever weeks or is it like i I do not you know how i feel i mean i i embrace i mean i don't even want to say embrace i understand soft luxury Mm -hmm. but i don't really like you're not into the terminology i'm not into the terminology to me the real the real soft life is being able to on a daily basis feel relaxed yes Breathe. Yes. Walk. Have time for a gratitude practice and it not be a chore. You know, don't feel like I have to rush out of the shower, but just take care of myself. Take care of my skin and my hair and my body and my that's the soft life. Child. I could go to the Ritz Carlson and three hundred and sixty-four days out of the year, my life be a mess, or I can create a practice and tend to a daily life where I'm caring for myself and then still do the luxurious things. Like, that's fine. But are you treating yourself soft at home? 
So that's the, that's what we need to be uh, putting on Instagram mm-hmm. as when we're talking about the soft life. Like that's really the soft life. Like I feel like peace, love, happiness, sanity. That's really soft. <laughs> that's it. And it's like if everything behind the other side of the camera is a mess, mm. it's tension, it's mess, it's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then that little square of what you have on the camera is the quote unquote soft life. Like that's trash. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. So uh, something else I just wanted to um, touch on that was in your passage mm-hmm. was this. Um, notion that we need to spend time with our spend time with ourselves to learn and unpack our own experiences, inclinations, and proclivities. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to use all the big words mm-hmm. like you was preaching a sermon <laughs> in order to better understand how we can best serve ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. That I think is just is really important too. And whether that you, you do that daily or weekly, whatever cadence you decide to do that. And I think it's important because it could just be like the little experiences that happen like on a day-to-day basis that you do need to reflect on and navigate and better understand how you can either treat yourself better or treat others better in, you know, in the future. So like I'll, sometimes I'll call Maddie and I'll like rehash a, um, something that has happened. And I'm like, am I tripping or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> did I miss something here? But that's, I feel like we need to do that yeah. like daily, weekly, yes. whatever you need to be like, okay, let me sit with this mm-hmm. and see, is there something that I can improve upon about how I either treated myself or someone else? Is there something, you know, I, I think it's important for us to do that in more of a micro sense. I think sometimes we like wait for some big Big thing thing to to happen happen. and then we sit back and we reflect, but literally there are things that happen (laughs) every single day, almost in my life where I'm like, okay, if I sit back and reflect on why I responded the way I did or why Mm -hmm. I acted the way I did there, there's a lesson in there and that either I can continue to do those things because I handled it well or it's an opportunity for me to say, okay, Tanil, you probably need to do that a little bit better or change the way you approach that the next time. That's really good. I think just taking the time to ask ourselves questions, mm-hmm. um, which is what we do when we go like to therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really just somebody asking you they're not even asking you questions. They're asking you to ask yourself questions. So they're just kind of giving you, providing you with some guidance around that and helping you ask the right questions and dig deeper. Mm -hmm. But I think making a practice of that, why do I feel this way? What's Mm -hmm. happening? Why did that trigger me? Why did Mm -hmm. that make me so angry? Why am I thinking about this? Why am I so bothered by this? And kind of just getting a little bit deeper um, our first inclination is always to say what they did, what he did, what she mm-hmm. did, but like, what is going on with me? And even when we dig deeper and get into our childhood and all the things, it's not always about like your parents. I mean, Mm-mm. it has to be about you understanding mm-hmm. yourself so that you know how to best show up in this world. And that is facts because like, you know, I could look at particular points in like my twenties or my thirties mm-hmm. where I just being honest, allowed things to to happen to me because mm-hmm. I didn't set a boundary or mm-hmm. speak up for myself, whatever. And that has impacted how I show up 
10, five, you know, five, 10 years later. So yes, it's not always mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. It's not always our parents. Mm-hmm. It can be something, a, a choice that we made not too long ago. Right. <laughs> that is impacting right. how we're showing up today. Yeah. And I think it, um, there's so many things that we can unpack with this episode as well. Like I think also just kind of rewiring our thinking. I think there are so many instances where we're taught to be strong and push mm-hmm. through and keep going. And what happens is uh, we don't process. And mm-hmm. so the compounded stress, the compounded trauma, we just keep carrying it on our back and moving forward. And um, there's no prize for that. You know, people say to me all the time, like, oh, Maddie, I don't know how you've been through this so many times. You're mm-hmm. so strong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't want, I don't, that's not, there's no prize for that. I just mm-hmm. want to process each thing as it happens, mm-hmm. process how I feel, you know, process what I'm going through, what that mm-hmm. experience is, sit in that experience, and then try to put one foot in front of the other and then just kind of keep moving forward. But I think too often we don't do that. We're, we're taught not even as we say men all the time, but even as women, like mm-hmm. don't nobody want to sit around with you crying like that. Nobody, nobody is really like, I mean, nowadays, I think people are more sensitive to say, let it out. But people are like, you you got it, girl. You strong. We, you know, keep pushing forward. And sometimes we just need a space to just mm-hmm. to, to, to vent and let it out. Um, and being comfortable with yourself and also being comfortable with your friends being vulnerable. Yeah. Sometimes we feel uncomfortable when our friends get vulnerable because we don't even know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh Lord, I don't want her to start crying. But it's like, I think just being present and allowing people to to process, I think is a gift in and of itself. It is a gift. And um, not putting like time constraints on that processing. Because mm-hmm. if I'm honest with, with you all and myself, like after my failed um, IVF transfer back in May, mm-hmm. I'm like still processing Mm -hmm. it's it's still a like continuous journey Mm -hmm. and like so many different things have happened Mm -hmm. in my life since then but every now and then something else will you know may present itself Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you're still processing what happened to you what that means for you now etc so there's no pro there's no like time limit on when how long you'll process what that'll look like. Cause sometimes I feel like, Oh, okay. But then subconsciously something shows up and it's like, and you don't, you don't even recognize what the trigger is. And I think as far as, um, you know, with our, with our friends, I think it's creating the space to say, Hey, if you need me here while you're processing this, I'm here. If you need Mm -hmm. some space, I'm okay with that too. But I think sometimes when we don't know what to do for and with people, we don't say anything at all. And that can sometimes also feel isolating. So um, I was thinking last month that this would have been around the time of Tennille's due date had Mm -hmm. her um, implantation been successful. And I just kind of reached out to say, hey, thought about this here if you want me to be or not. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. just kind of extending that out to let people know that they're not alone. And I think I could have said, well, let me not say anything because I don't Mm want to trigger something. Mm -hmm. And then 
that could have made her feel even more alone, you know? So I just think it's important to know your friends, know your relationships. Right. But if you're on the fence, I don't think there's any harm in just saying, I'm here or right. I am thinking of you. It's not offering advice. It's not trying to fix, but just saying you're not alone. I think there's always value in saying you're not alone and mm-hmm. I love you, you know? And that's just it. Cause um, I had a friend point out to me recently, like that I, when they come to me to vent or to share that my natural inclination is to provide some type of solution. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is not always the best. That's not what people are looking for in most cases. So Mm -hmm. now I've started to say, okay, is, are you just sharing this with me? Cause you Mm -hmm. want me to hear you, whatever, or are you asking me to give you some, some feedback? Um, on that. And so, yeah, I think it's just, like you said, just creating the space. And Mm -hmm. I think even if you do feel awkward, sometimes you just need to press through Mm -hmm. the awkwardness of this situation. Um, Because I I feel like, I don't know. And and don't make it like uh, action driven. Because I've had Mm -hmm. people check on me Mm -hmm. about like, you know, my journey to motherhood. And the check-in is what's the next step? Yeah, that's and not that, a check-in. That's stre- you're stressing me out. <laughs> that's not a check-in. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you got to go back and kind of rethink how you're checking in. But, yeah, so, I, and, and we're all learning. So this mm-hmm. is all, like, just the uh, one big lifelong journey that we'll all be on. But yeah. I think it is important for us to just take the lesson and, and apply it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Last thing, Mm -hmm. if there is one way that you can apply nurturing and whether that's to yourself or with God or others in the very near future in your own life, how would that be? Mine's is going to be for myself. Okay. That is the area in which I am lacking the most. I'm I'm lacking all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been refocused on on the nurturing God part because mm-hmm. I had kind of fallen off and back on in a good space. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine's myself. So I think I'm going to just try to, I feel like I always say this, but get back in the pattern of carving out some time just for me before I start my work day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just don't have boundaries when it comes to work. And even while I'm building a team, mm-hmm. um, it's just hard. Like anybody who's, who's doing, who's in the startup space knows that. And I mm-hmm. just, um, uh, I can feel myself losing sight of myself in that. And ain't nobody checking on me. You know, people are cheering you on like, Hey, you're doing a great job, but nobody is like, you've been quiet. Are you okay? So I need to check on myself. So that's what I'm going to re, you know, I'm going to work on, trying to, and let me not say nobody. I mean, yes, like, mm-hmm. you know, I have my, my mama, you always got your mama, my sister, my husband. At you minimum, know, you, got, you got your mama. You, got, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I have my family and my mm-hmm. close friends, but mm-hmm. it's not a ton. It's not the same, you know, sort of rah-rah people cheering you on who are there, who are also checking to make sure that you're good. So making sure that I'm good and not mm-hmm. just doing the self-care things, because I'll do the things, but like the mental check. Just like giving myself the yeah. breaks and the space and the grace that I need. What about yeah. you? How would you apply this sort of in the immediate future? So for me, I'm going the nurture God route. Um, I was actually speaking with a friend recently because we're we've entered into the Lenten season, and we usually talk about giving up 
things around this time and um, with the hopes of drawing closer to God. And so um, I just want to be more intentional about a daily practice of getting into the word. Mm -hmm. I am not good with it Mm -hmm. at all. And so, like you said, just carving out that 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is in the morning or no, honestly at night. Cause I think I'm in a more like reflective mm-hmm. mode mm-hmm. at night. Like when I'm finally come down from the day, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I feel like, okay, I'm winding down. I'm more reflective. So I'm actually going to make my, my time at night um, to just be really intentional and do a devotional to, to strengthen my relationship with God because um yeah, there's been a little bit of strain and people, mm. I mean, people will talk about it, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to say it like there's been a strain in my relationship with God mm-hmm. just because of everything that I've experienced. And mm-hmm. um, so just trying to get back there. So that's good. Yeah. One of the tools that's helped me in that, because I, I do my uh, quiet time at night, too, or at mm-hmm. least my reading time, right? because my brain is just thinking of all the things I got to do in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to make that my me time. I do listen to some praise music in the morning, though, mm-hmm. just to kind of just get my mind right. But um, what I was going to say is that at night, I use the focus um, functionality mm-hmm. on the iPhone mm-hmm. where you can turn off certain apps, but mm-hmm. you can allow certain apps to work. To work, okay. So, mm-hmm. so when my phone goes into certain focuses, I have one during the work day, like certain people can call you, mm-hmm. you know, like my family, my child's school, whatever, but certain apps, you know, can work. Mm-hmm. You can do that at night. So like your Bible app, your calm app, you can make your audible, you can mm-hmm. make those, you can just select them in your select settings, them. but then like your social media or other apps you can turn off so that you can't access them. So that's something that helps with like my intentional quiet time in the evening. Yeah. I need to play some hard boundaries. Cause, um, yeah, that that would be good for me. Hard boundaries. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps, and then that way, you're when you you set it to go af- out after nine o'clock or whatever, and then when you try to scroll at nine, you're like, oh, I can't open the app. I mean, could you bypass it? Yes, but it just gives you a speed bump to say, right. oh, right, I'm supposed to be opening my doggone Bible app. <laughs> and that was it. So like last night, I had some free time after a, a meeting, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go in my room. I'm gonna chill, do a couple things. Literally, I think from nine o'clock to probably like eleven o'clock, I was scrolling. Yeah, what? it happens like, to the I best of us. I could have been doing something else. I mean, maybe I could have scrolled for thirty minutes and then mm-hmm. use the other hour and a half to do something else. But yeah, yeah, it, it happens to all of us. That's why. Yeah those boundaries are in place and that helps us to create and build the habits. I would love to do an episode just on habits. Mm. Um, Like I would love to have somebody come on who understands the science of like habits. Let's, let's do that at the end Mm -hmm. and we can jointly maybe come up with somebody to, to talk about that. that. Yeah. Cause I mean, y'all know and Mm -hmm. me and habits, Ciao. Yeah. So we can talk about that. We've talked about discipline. We've mm-hmm. talked about motivation, but um, I've just been tuning into a lot of podcasts by other people mm-hmm. and have l- learned and read some interesting things that I would love to better apply. So we'll better apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else for the digging in portion of the conversation? You know, 
I wanted to, so I, I first I want to applaud you, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I, I love these passages. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I read them the first time they came out. However, comma, <laughs> when I read them as we're prepping for this episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just chef's kiss. Now this came from the Bible. So mm-hmm. at least you pulled it from the Bible. <laughs> But Proverbs seventeen seventeen, a mm. friend loves at all times, mm-hmm. and that just it spoke to me because you know we can again it's it's like riding the wave of friendship, um, because things will ebb and flow, mm-hmm. right? But loving people unconditionally through their you know without condition faults and all is just a beautiful thing and mm-hmm. even when people get on our last nerves or and they do. do something that we don't understand mm-hmm. cuz I be like child what in the world wrong right we're going to love them yeah. and love on them just the same because 9 times out of 10 it ain't us it's them it's them and they need love and we need love so we got to yeah. give what we need and and you know receive what we need as well yeah that's yeah. it that's all all right. So with that being said, Marcus, if we could get the um, church organ back, please. It is time for the closing benediction. All right. Here is our passage for the day. Um, the passage is out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. It says this, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Here's my prayer for the week, y'all. God, thank you for the ability to nurture healthy relationships. Thank you for your example of pure and unadulterated love. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to better serve ourselves and others through understanding. Help me to have ears to hear and a heart to understand. Help me to use my gifts to provide encouragement and edification to those around me. Allow me to also be nurtured and nourished by my loved ones as I continue to heal and grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And finally, our practice, if y'all would do this with us, this week I will practice listening with the intent to understand. I will commit to being open and reflective. This could also be listening to ourselves, y'all. So with that being said, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Madame Chate Jones and Tennille Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe, then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes, and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.